Welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from Beyond Pricing. Founded by revenue management veterans from the airline and hospitality industries, Beyond Pricing is the world's leading revenue management software for vacation rental owners and managers. Listen in for the mid-episode break where you'll hear more about Beyond Pricing and how it can work for your business. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. In this episode, I am talking to Will Slickers. He is the host of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And we're going to be talking about the concept of destination airs, creating destinations where none exist. Let's go. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is Heather Bayer. I'm happy to be back with you once again. And today we're sort of talking about destinations where destinations haven't existed in the past. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, I'm going to go back 20, oh, far too many years. Let's say I'm going to go back to the end of the last century. And I'm not even sure my yeah, my guest was born at that time, my guest today was born at that time, but he was in his infancy. So this this goes back to a time when vacation rentals were lesser known. And I was you know, in England before I moved out here. They were in destinations on the coast, uh, at the beach. And for those of you in the UK, you'll remember Butlins and Skegness, and we knew destinations such as that because that's where the big holiday parks were. So there weren't really the destinations for people to go like the Cotswolds are now and and perhaps, you know, other areas across the country where people go and rent vacation homes. So when I came out to Canada, I had a bit of a challenge ahead of me because at that time I could not afford the sort of vacation rental property in the known destinations of Ontario. And we have a region about two hours north of Toronto called Muskoka. And it is that there are three very large lakes there. And it's where the celebrities have their homes. It's where Goldie Horn and Kurt Russell have a home. It's where Justin Bieber has a home. These are mansions on these lakes. And that's all I'd ever heard about was Muskoka. But it wasn't until I got to Ontario that I realised there were so many different parts of southern Ontario that were so, so beautiful, but people just didn't know about them. And I started buying properties and buying properties in these areas, the areas that people didn't know. And I was buying properties on rivers. And a realtor once said to me, you'll never be able to rent a property on a river. People just want the big lakes because they want to power about on their, their supercharged boats. And you can't do that on a meandering river. And I just said, watch me, and proceeded to buy seven properties on rivers, rivers that nobody had heard about, and then made them incredibly successful. So this is what we're going to talk about today, is about 
areas that are not known, not well known as destinations, places where you might be able to go buy a property and then promote the area for things that are in that area that people don't perhaps know about. You have to do some work. You have to find out what it is that's going to be driving the traffic to that area. And then you've got to use your skills with SEO, etc., to promote it. So today I'm talking to Will Slickers, who is the founder of Slick Talk, which is a hospitality podcast. And I'm super happy to be talking to him. Just, I love talking to other podcasters. You know, I've done this over the years. Looking back, I've interviewed Evelyn Badia from The Hosting Journey, Jasper Ribbers from Get Paid for, for Your Pad, Elaine Watt from Holiday Let Success, Debbie Herter from Host to Host, and Sarah Bradford from Sarah and T. And upcoming shortly is going to be a new one from Touch Day, from the great Andy McNulty and Tyan Marsink. And that's more of a podcast that's talking to guests, which is a different one. And I love this idea. So we'll be watching out for that. But in every one of those interviews, these great people, these great broadcasters are out there doing their podcasts, but every single one of them has a story behind why they're doing this, why they're promoting the short-term rental industry. And Will Slickers is no different. So without further ado, let's move on over to my great discussion with Will Slickers. So I'm super excited to have with me today the co-founder and destination director at Recreation Rentals, the host of the hospitality podcast, Slick Talk, and creator of the Destination Air Awards. That's a whole load of mouthful. Will Slickers, yeah. thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> thank you for having me on the show. It's been so cool to see, like, from the first time I was introduced to your show and who you are, and then just now leading up to this moment, it's been really cool. So thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, it is a mouthful. I've created quite the uh, quite the jungle of an empire or whatever you want to call it, maybe a mess uh, for some people. It's just scattered all over, but it's been quite a journey and I'm super excited to be here and talk about it. Yeah, I, I love it. If I'm not starting a company, then there's something going wrong. <laughs> hey, that's just like wired to create. And we'll talk about that. <laughs> the destination error definition. I love it. Absolutely. So yes, yeah, an absolute pleasure to uh, to talk to you. I mean, we had a, a great session with Michael Friedman and uh, Damien Sheridan, hosted by Damien the other week. Um, I'm actually posting that on the podcast in a week or so. So you, you know, for, awesome. for those of you listening, just listen out for that. That was such a great conversation. And... It was during that conversation that I realized that we hadn't got together, we hadn't chatted, and now was definitely the time. So I want to find out a little bit more about you and how the heck did you get into this business in the first place? Yeah, it's a long story short, and I'll uh, save you some time and, and some headache. But uh, I started off uh, by working at a Four Diamond Hotel with Marriott. So that was kind of where my journey was. I just lost a previous business. I was young, 19. I, I was trying to start a chauffeur company and Uber took over. And it was just, a, again, another really good long story that I'll spare you the details on right now. But fell in love with ho hotels and just like that ambiance of a, a really busy lobby. This was a four diamond, 717 room hotel, 60,000 square foot of event space. We had valet, room service, you name it. It was just really fun. 
And um, that's kind of, was a, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I, I found something that I love and I'm good at and I'm passionate about. And um, so I kept doing that for a couple of years, moved to the Oregon coast to then uh, experience the boutique side of hotels and, and see what it was like to have an individual owned property with maybe some small restaurant or whatever. And it was really cool, small coastal town in Cannon Beach, Oregon, where I first started. And then I managed a property right after that, uh, after I moved there and it was a 70 unit condominium hotel. So that is kind of what got me excited and started into hotels, hospitality, that stuff. But during that time, we were actually one of the first hotels on the coast to put our rooms on Airbnb. And I've been helping my parents with their little Airbnb or short-term rental for the last couple of years. And that is when the light bulb clicked for me. So that's kind of how I became very obsessed with vacation rentals. So what are you doing now? What's what's the company uh, Recreation Rentals? Tell us about that. Yes. So Recreation Rentals is founded by myself and my partner, Adam Knight. Uh, He's my co-founder, business partner, first guest I ever had on Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. We've become really good friends since then. And uh, it just clicked. We had really passionate uh, experience with with hotels and we saw the, the bridge between vacation rentals and hotels and what we can do from the hotel world and apply to vacation rentals and vice versa. And so we sat, you know, sat down, put pen to paper, and we wanted to figure out, okay, we both have podcasts. We're both obsessed with hospitality. What can we do differently with our vacation rental management company? And I think the one thing that we really learned was that we can focus on high-end experiences, whether it was just little detailed moments, just being really experiential and focused on that. But then taking the amazing content and lessons and knowledge from all of our podcast guests and industry friends that do amazing things and say, okay, what, what's the perfect fit for us? How can we use this and not just talk about it on a show, but how can we live it out? And that's when Recreation Rentals was born. So we're here in the Pacific Northwest, which for people that may not know what that is, it's like Washington, Oregon, kind of Idaho in the US. And so we're just really focusing on that area uh, right now. And then, you know, who knows? We'll start blossoming from there. It's interesting you say that, uh, you know, marrying the sort of podcasting as we do with hospitality, because I've I've learned so much over the years from people that I have applied to my own business, to my own property right. management business. You know, I've, I've talked to people who, you know, people like Antonio Bortolotti, who... Mm-hmm has, you know, hospitality running through his veins. Tyan Marsink, Bob Garner. Um, yeah. You know of Bob Garner, of course, and and his wonderful property in Italy. And I've learned something from absolutely everybody I've had on this show and applied it. It's a bit like sort of, sometimes I feel like I'm stealing. <laughs> I'm stealing your idea and I'm applying it. And that's what's making my company so good because I'm running it on the back of all these great ideas. But that's what you do. <laughs> Well, we are the share economy, right? So yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the, the coolest thing is that we have such a vast network where that we're not in competition with each other that we're actually really here to support. And it's super cool. And like you said, uh, I think my number one thing I learned from Bob, um, who gives a crap toilet paper, the best thing you can ever do yes. <laughs> for your properties. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah, that's a shout out to Bob. And, uh, and I will put, I'll put a link to the, uh, the interview I did with Bob on the show notes. So if you want to check out that reference, you can go to that, uh, that episode. Um, what I want to talk about today is you have something that's called the Destination Air Awards. 
And I want to find out more about that because it's about creating destinations where they may not exist. So that, that sort of turns the whole idea of buying a property in a destination on its head. And instead mm. you create the destination and find the property in it. Yeah, no, exactly. So I'll kind of summarize how this all came about. It started with Jeremy Gall from Breezeway. We had a conversation on the podcast it was like property managers just isn't a great word for what we do. It doesn't really describe. And that kind of like sat in my brain for over a year. And when I was on COVID orders for the National Guard here in Washington, during the beginning of COVID, I was in my hotel room. I was doing interviews when I could and when I wasn't running the test sites. And then uh, I was having, I think it was talking, yeah, David, uh, David from Hostfully. We were talking about, you know, just more podcast stuff and industry things. And I was like, you know what? There are so many great people right now in our industry that are sticking it through, like they're putting their head down. They're just grinding away. And I'm tired of seeing the same people highlighted in, in um, headlines and uh, press releases and stuff and like same companies. And so after that call with David, I put pen to paper and started writing out, you know, certain words. I was, I would love the word destination. So I was just writing destination over and over and trying to find ways to play with that word and create something new. And my mentor, long story short, was going, you know, we are people that are wired to create remarkable experiences that are anticipated and shared. And I told him, I was like, I'm taking that. I'm running <laughs> with it. And so I took that definition, was playing with the word destination. And I was like, millionaire, billionaire, destinationaire. That just makes sense. And so created that whole concept and just tried to play with it. But then was like, okay, how can, because we had a property that was right between Seattle and the Canadian border. Um, in a small town that no one's really heard of unless you grew up here, which is where I grew up and went to high school and all that stuff. Um, but it was a castle. It was a 22,000 square foot castle. It had, you know, a game room, a poker room and all this stuff. It was a crazy, wild, just beautiful property. And we had guests come over from all over the world and to the small town that nobody knew of. <laughs> very small, very, you know, country, you got nice you know, fields and, you know, farmland and all this other stuff. And um, that I was like, I don't want to highlight what I'm doing. Like, we, yeah, we've made a destination. I would definitely say that we were booked. We were charging, you know, up to $2,500 a night. It was just crazy. And um, I was like, I don't want to focus on what I'm doing. I don't want to highlight myself. I just think we're going to find people that are doing this. So I took that definition and what we've, you know, put the, you know, people that are wired to create, but then also creating destinations and um, created the Destination Air Award and people loved it. People that I've never heard of, you know, such as Bob uh, Gardner and um, Tyann I've heard of before, but I didn't know uh, all the details of her business, like the, the bank that she took and renovated and created into a property. Uh, Robin Cregan from um, Moving Mountains out in uh, Colorado. Just all these amazing people that were building something very unique and very specific mm -hmm. that I never heard of. And I was like, yeah, this is the time that people that, don't really get highlighted like this, um, get the chance to shine and show off what they're doing. So that's kind of the story behind it. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because when I was sort of researching for talking to you and I thought, well, I'll go back to, because I, I know Tyann really well, and we've talked a lot about Marthasville, this tiny little spot in Missouri. Marthasville has, uh, in the census of 2010, so I'm reading from the Wikipedia here, there were 1,136 people. Uh, 431 households and 310 families living in the city. Wow. <laughs> so Tyann goes and finds this. Oh, well, the first thing I think Tyann looked at, maybe she looked at this Wikipedia entry 
And in it, there's a couple of things that I pulled out of, if you go to Marthasville, Missouri, and out comes this, um, this Wikipedia description. And the first thing is, it says it's on the Katy Trail, which is a 225-mile-long bike path. Okay. Passes through Marthasville. Yes. So that, that to me is, which must have been to Tyann. Yes. And then it says, due to the rich soil and steep slopes, the landscape is highly suitable for viticulture, growing grapes and maintaining vineyards. Thus, Marthasville became part of what is known as Missouri Wine Route. Mm. So now we have a very well-known biking trail and a wine route. And then the original graves of Daniel Boone and his wife were located near there. So now we have some history. So there's three very just meaty bits of marketing material there. You could buy it. You could Buy anything in Marthasville and promote it. 100%. Yeah. Yep. No, I love that. I think those features for her, she she definitely grabbed and ran with. I loved it. It was so good. And then the other thing that uh, that is, uh, she also looked in and around and thought, well, are there any businesses around here? Because there certainly there were no hotels. There was not a single hotel in Marthasville. Nothing. No accommodation. So her, her bank house was the first accommodation in Marthasville. Plus she bought the little house next door. And nearby are the Purina Farms, which is um, dog food, of course, but they, it's, it's this huge stadium, an exhibition centre for people who bring their dogs. So she was able to offer accommodation for that. So I'm assuming that that's exactly what you mean by destinations. 100%. 100%. Cause you're focusing on the local geographic right, right in your backyard. Right. I think that's one thing, especially with COVID during this last year in the U S the domestic travel has boomed because people are realizing that they are in a destination, whether they like it or not. You, you don't have to be in Seattle exactly, or you don't have to be in Scottsdale, Arizona or mm-hmm. Miami or Orlando you, you have so much around you that you can drive to an experience that you've never even probably heard of. Um, so I think that exactly what you just described that Tyanne did. She saw these unique things that, you know, I would, I, she has, there's so many different guests behind those, you know, biking trails, uh, wineries, um, dog shows. Those are all three different types of stays and experiences and guests that are going to come to that area that you can literally grab your hands out and pull in as many guests as you can. Uh, and it's, it, yeah, there's just so much to it. So I'm sorry, I get a little excited. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> this, this just fires me up too. Um, there's there's a, a, a wonderful host called Shireen McClellan who has a property in uh, Utah. Oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it. But I mean, the name of the, the name of her property is called Western Star Bungalow. And it's in an area where they filmed loads and loads of Westerns. So her property is totally themed westerns, you know, old yeah. western movies, and and that's that's another one. I mean, that that area, the area of Utah she's in, is a little bit more known, but it's it's not really a destination, you know, it, it's not destin <laughs> destin type destination, yes. um, or Gulf Shores or Carolina beaches, that sort of thing. It's, it's somewhere that's out of the way, but it's going to uh, inspire and attract a certain type of people. What about, um, you know, your properties um, for recreation rentals? Are they in well-known places or are they dest- you know, destinations that you're creating? Yeah. So right now we only have one signed. We have four under review that we're going through all the details with the owners and contracts and of course, furnishing and staging and you know, all the backend stuff that we get to deal with uh, as a management company. 
Uh, but the one property we have now is not in a very well-traveled destination. It's like, again, still between Seattle and Canadian border. So you have a lot of outdoors uh, type recreational activities about maybe five minute drive from the beach. That's not very popular, but it's still like a great, beautiful view, tons of bald eagles and wildlife that are out there. And it's very beautiful. Um, but where I'm at right now is Camino Island and it's part of the San Juan Island slash Island County here in Washington. And it is a underserviced area with hotel, no hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one in, but the owners are selling it and it's very run down and, you know, just type of, there's no re- really tourism, but there's the number one, uh, not the number one, I can't say for sure, but a very well-known coffee roaster that the owner actually sold the idea and concept and patent behind the frozen explosion to Starbucks. They're very eco green. Uh, they're outsourced uh, with amazing farms around the world that produce their beans. So they're it's Camino Island coffee roaster. It's a great roaster. Plus there's tons of amazing local businesses that have really cool services and just great stories behind it. And so that's what we're focusing on is, all right, how can we get the community that's already very involved with each other? They all know each other. I grew up here. So uh, when I came back uh, after being gone for about five or six years, just seeing the beauty behind my own backyard again was Mm -hmm. uh, completely new. So that's what we're focusing on is how can we enrich in, you know, the people that are already working and serving here. And then how can our guests experience something that they may not get in Seattle or they may not get in, you know, wherever else. So, yeah, this, yeah, firing me up. This is um, because I, I've been talking, I, I talk to maybe four or five people every day here in Ontario who are looking to buy a property. Mm-hmm. And you know, like everywhere at the moment, property prices have just gone through the roof. The inventory is down to almost zero and something will come up and they just go diving in there and they just want to buy it. But they do focus on some of our really popular destination areas. And, and this is interesting because if I can get them to think outside the box a little and say you find a destiny or, or find a place that people don't know about yet, they are still going to go there because we are going to promote it. We're going to create the buzz around it. You've just got to, we've just got to find out what that buzz is, what's, you know, what's in it for those guests who are coming. Exactly. Um, yeah. So tell me about the destination. Aware- <laughs> not easy, not easy. Destination Air Awards. What are actually are they? How does it work? Yeah. So last year it was different. I was doing this. I created this from a hotel room while on COVID order. So it wasn't, you know, anything extravagant. It was really just like putting stuff together on a website, submission form. And then all the, I, we had 13, indiv- uh, 13 industry partners sponsor the award, whether they're giving prizes or certain like coaching calls or products or whatever. Uh, Chris for, uh, Mon from IMPRAC, he gave away a two-week vacation in Cannes, France in a two-bedroom <laughs> apartment. So for the first place prize, we did that. Obviously, people can travel, but when that door does open, mm-hmm. it's going to be stashed up really quick. So we just put all this stuff together, created certain prizes, had people nominate their friends, their coworkers, their colleagues. And um, me... And about five other industry industry uh, professionals, Damian Sheridan, we had Michael Golden from NoiseAware, we had a few other people in the industry uh, go through the list, pick their top ones, uh, go through all the submissions that you know they checked the websites to make sure they had a direct booking option. They had there's a lot of standards that had to be met in order to qualify. You couldn't just be listing an Airbnb on Airbnb and then just calling it a day. 
Um, you had to really focus on storytelling, brand, uh, direct bookings, and of course, a bunch of other stuff like guest service and marketing. And yeah, there's just so much into it. And so once we did that, we actually went through guest reviews on their listings, on their websites, on Google and all this stuff, just to really verify that these people are really rocking it. So this year, we're going to change it up a little bit. Hopefully, my goal is to get this in person. We're trying to find a destination here in the U.S. that we could safely all gather, not all, but like you know, up to maybe 100 people, hopefully, can gather in September and but then also stream it online and do categories involved on both hotels and vacation rentals because I'm very passionate about the hotel world and the vacation rental world bridging in a sense of they don't have to become one, but more in the sense of understand that each side brings a really valuable experience, a very valuable play to the hospitality industry. And um, just understanding that hoteliers don't have to say, well, they're the bad guys. And then short-term rentals are like, we just want to be a seat at the table. Like, come on, like (laughs) we're doing great stuff and we're professional. So yeah, there's just all that stuff that I've heard. And I just want to bridge that gap. So uh, long story short, we're details for this year are not finalized. I'm still working out all the, the kinks and details, but hopefully as that comes, it will be up and live on the website and we'll be ready to rock and roll. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the end of this, hopefully the fall. Um, you know, I just, I'd like our border open. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would love to, to get out and get on a plane and experience something different. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just a whole year without a single conference is, yeah, I'm ready to roll on this. <laughs> This is such a great conversation, but I just want to break off for a few minutes to go over to our sponsor, Beyond Pricing. And I've been asking questions of Julie Brinkman, who is the CEO of Beyond. And in this episode, I'm talking to Julie about multiple locations and rural locations and how Beyond handles both of those. Here's a question that is dear to my heart because my company works in multiple locations. We are all the way across Ontario, and I know that there are many other companies that work in multiple locations. So can Beyond be used easily, I'm adding easily, with multiple properties and with properties that are in different locations? The short answer is absolutely. And in fact, that's one of the beauties of the way that Beyond prices is we're not just looking at your portfolio performance. So there are some tools out there that will just look at your portfolio and and try to maximize yield. We're looking at where your listing is and the hyper-local demand and market dynamics where that listing is. And so that is spread across different cities, different countries, different states, different provinces. You're able to easily manage that with our really intuitive UI design. So a little extra question here about rural locations. Yeah. Because properties in rural locations, they, they don't have that density and can be you know, very much spread out. How does it work with, with that type of region? Sure. So that's another thing that our revenue management team is always looking at is what is the supply in any cluster or market location where there is a dense amount of supply. We're able to have very little clusters that are giving us all of the information we need. Now, in more rural locations, more country settings, you're going to see those clusters grow a little bit and the, and the uh, diameter with which we're ass- assessing the supply will grow. I want to move on and talk about press releases. 
um, because in our discussion with Damien and Michael last week, we were talking about book direct, booking direct and techniques and tactics and strategies for creating, for, for really rolling out a good book direct program. And mm-hmm. you mentioned press releases and it's been a long time since I did a press release years So I thought, you know, considering some of the things we've just been talking about, about new destinations. So I'm thinking, well, how do we marry that? How do we take this new destination and then create a press release out of it? So I want to hear more about how this can happen. Yeah. Well, so you you take all the things we've been talking about, which is really connecting with the local community. Um, I love to use one of my close friends and mentors, um, Uh, Dr. Pope, who's got the Pope chiropractic out here on Camino, but then he also runs his two short-term rentals that he has on his property. But he also, he has a beehive that he he grows and tames. And I don't know all the right terminology for that, but he manages bees, I guess. Um, but he uses the honey, the natural honey that he gets, and he puts it as a little welcome gift to all his guests uh, when he does have this available, um, just to really showcase something cool that they're doing on, on property. And then he's able to tie into a digital guidebook, his uh, chiropractic business, the, uh, the coffee roaster, all this stuff, right? So you're taking what you do for your guests and you're putting it into a press release where there are so many news outlets, especially locally, that are, whether they're bloggers or actual video interviews or whatever, that aren't tied to big news networks. And they love hearing this type of stuff because I think one, we see nothing but negativity on the news all the time. So when you get an opportunity to share something really cool that maybe somebody who's lived here their whole life never knew was in their backyard, that's something that they're going to run with and promote like crazy. And whether they have you know a hundred readers or viewers to a hundred thousand, it's just something really cool and it helps you uh, with SEO. It ties back with you know, a bunch of backlinks and keywords and searches like that. So it's just, and it's free. It's basically free promotion for your business uh, or even the destination itself. So you're taking everything that you're creating with the community that you're building and tying everything into with your vacation rental or your properties, and you're putting it on paper. Not that, not saying that we are doing this, but saying they, putting it in third person. So that way the person that really is going to promote the story is it's basically like they wrote it themselves. Like they went into the guest's shoes and they got to share it. And that's what the reader is going to get really excited about. So, so I've always heard, you know, in, in the past about press releases, you have to have a real story, something strong. Could you give a couple of examples? I mean, that's a great one. What about your place? How, how would you promote that in a press release? Well, the one that we have now, I probably wouldn't just because it's a little, it's a smaller property, but if it were the one that we're about to sign on, uh, which is uh, about a 9,000 square foot home, on five acres um, that I would take because that gives you the opportunity to sell the overall idea of retreats. You get to create, it can be a group of people. It doesn't have to be a couple that stays there with their kid. It can be a, literally a group of 15 people that are there for um, maybe a church retreat or a corporate retreat, or just even um, maybe a nonprofit or school getaway. Like, I don't know. There's so many different things you could do. So taking the concept of, okay, like what are my, what are we attracting? What are we trying to build here? And, you know, showcasing that this is something that's available, creating that story, creating that, you, again, you're creating a buzz for your destination, right? When you're doing all this connection with businesses, you're trying to create the buzz for the property and what it has to offer. And so I think most press releases don't really have to be, you know, 
breaking news, you know, mm-hmm. uh, X, Y, and Z company goes into acquisition by another X, Y, and Z company. It can really just be focusing on these certain things, maybe that other destination or not destinations, other properties or companies aren't doing and just really trying to focus. Cause I think that at the end of the day, all the news outlets are wanting to promote uh, whether it's a tourism board or any type of other com- you know commission or uh, community that is all about bringing traffic to that area, they'll, they'll take it and run with. Yeah, I like this idea. But I mean, particularly after this this amazingly wonderful year we've just had, <laughs> there's a lot of innovation and creativity has come out of this. You know, people are, have pivoted, gone off in different directions, and there's some great stories out there about mm-hmm. you know people have done different things. You know, I'm I'm thinking. T- t- it's just come to my mind. Have you met Evelyn Badia? The name sounds really familiar. Yeah, Evelyn has the hosting journey, the Facebook group. Um, okay. So, so she's been posting on on Facebook for for many many years, and she had a, she had an apartment in New York, a townhouse for many many years, which she's just sold, and she's now out there doing something entirely different. She's sold New York, and now she won't tell anybody where she's buying but she's buying two or three rural properties. So I guess, you know, she's, she's going to be one of these destination heirs and taking everything she's learned from her New York, from incredible success of her New York property, which she called Eveland and, uh, and taking it now into these new properties. So there's a story. It's a, it's a pivot story. This new person coming to this area, she's brought all these great ideas and great hospitality touches uh, and also, she, you know, she, she can go back on the fact that, that she was one of the original Airbnbs and had the ear of Brian Chesky right at the outset. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people, like as big as our industry is, a lot of people outside of it don't even know it exists. Like they don't, they understand the concept of Airbnb and that whole movement that, you know, of them going public and everything that's happened since, uh, since all this. They don't really understand that this is a lot of just regular people, you and me, whatever, and their local area that are actually really building something really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I think the whole excitement of just short-term rentals and vacation rentals and what we do and the type of, you know, like innovation that we have with guidebooks and dynamic pricing and all this stuff that is just so, like, you're literally taking a hotel and what they do and you're putting it into one property. Yeah. Like that's, granted, you're going to have multiple properties probably, uh, but the idea is still the same. So I think that's what gets people really excited because it's something that they're not used to hearing. Yes, I, I, that, that's a great way of putting it because it's like this, this uh, it's not extrapolation, it's distillation. So it's, it's taking the wider and bringing it back, you know, distilling it all down into one. So, exactly. you know, just, just so great. So um, how do we get press release out? How do we get somebody to look at it and publish it? And is there anything that we should avoid? Yeah, if you don't like cold calling or cold emailing, you probably won't like it. But really just, okay, so you start off by, you know, Googling media outlets in your area. Or let's say I want to do media companies in Washington State. You're going to get a lot that do like graphic design and whatever. Just weed those ones out. But then when you find the ones that are posting constant, you know, blogs or newsletters and they're part of some associations that are creating all these other things, uh, you can find Tons and tons and tons of, uh, especially don't discount your old media outlets of like 
written newspapers or glossy magazines or anything like that. Those are actually still pretty decent uh, sources for marketing, in my opinion, just because there's still a demographic of people that like newspaper or are in the doctor's office and are reading the magazines. Like they're, they're still, people are still reading things. They're not all virtual. So finding that list from pressing it down. And then of course, getting the contact information, most likely they either have a contact page or they'll have an email or phone number uh, available. You find the best person to contact, whether it's an email, phone number, whatever. And you start pretty much, once you have your press release written, a good story, a good middle, a good ending, uh, of course. And then you have your about page and how, you know, notes for the editor and stuff like that. But you you start pretty much cold calling and cold emailing and say, hey, I have this great story. This is what we're doing in the industry. This is what we're doing in our local communities. We would love to be featured on your website or, you know, whatever outlet that it is. Maybe it's a podcast. Who knows? And you just start going for it. And most likely, I would say like seven out of 10 will accept. You might have a couple that won't answer or get back to you a month later after they've been, you know, trying to recover from their drowning of emails that they're they're getting and you just go with it you work with them you sell them the story itself and then most likely they're going to take it yes i did this recently we connected with a local newspaper in our not our well within ontario and they wrote a short piece about the fact that we were all booked up for the summer early so it was too was it too late I think that's where we, we started out. He said, is it too late to book your vacation? And this mm-hmm. tiny little town picked up this story. And then we were then we were called by Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, CBC, Yahoo. We were on the radio. It was just a whirlwind for about two weeks as this syndicated everywhere. Yeah, it's something very simple. And yeah, I, I just think that there's so much that goes into it. Because you're one, you start building relationships with these people, then people start getting more curious. And then you one, you have a guaranteed person that you can always contact and like, hey, we have something we want to run. Is this something that, you know, would be okay? I would love to maybe feature you guys and give you all credit or whatever it may be. But yeah, that's you you do one little thing and it circulates like crazy. Cause other get guarantee this, other news outlets, whether they're very small or very big, they're all following each other. Mm-hmm. They're they're recycling media and news constantly. So there, you post it on one and they start taking off with that. The other ones are going to see it and then they're going to start doing the same thing. Yeah, well, there you are. There's that, that's how we do press releases. Oh, just one other thing that I'll, I'll, I'll mention is that I've used Twitter to great effect in the past because journalists hang out on Twitter. They get, that's where they get their stories. That's where instant news oh. happens. So I follow just about every travel writer across Ontario. And, and if there's anything, you know, if I had a press, press release, which I will have now, <laughs> I will post it out on Twitter and, you know, perhaps somehow, you know, make comments on, on things that they're posting, 100%. And, you know, you just make that, make those relationships. And I think that that works really well too. Yeah. NPR agencies usually granted if it ties into what they're doing, would love to pick up a story too and connect it to their people. They're a network of resource uh, and media outlets there too. So yeah, it's, it's, it's almost endless in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell us about the Slick Talk Hospitality Podcast. What do you want to know? Oh, I want to know. know. I want to know how, how long you've been, uh, how long you've been doing it and what it's about and who you talk to and why people should listen to you as well. Oh, great. Um, well, it started about 
a little over three years ago when I actually moved to the Oregon coast to take on this new opportunity for the boutique side of hotels. After that entrepreneur, or not the entrepreneur, after that chauffeur company, I still had that entrepreneur itch. Um, but a podcast, I'm a big fan. And I heard you mention Gary V on our uh, book direct conversation. And I am a huge fan of Gary V and Tony Robbins. Uh, some, you know, along like personal side of the story, I grew up uh, with a lot of, I didn't have the best self-confidence and a bunch of other stuff. And so hearing Tony Robbins and Gary Vee being on one episode on YouTube together was like, holy crap. And they were like, hey, dummy, behind the screen, if you want to have a great idea for a podcast, buy a $20 mic, get on Anchor FM and create a podcast. And I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And um, so I, I just kind of started playing with it. And I've been listening to podcasts in the hospitality space literally just typed in hospitality on Apple podcasts. And I, I found a couple, some, like I would say two that I really liked. And then the rest, I was like, eh, this is poorly executed. And like for a younger generation of hoteliers or hospitality, you know, professionals, I was like, there's nothing for my generation that it, that attracts me to want to listen and like learn from, you know, what what's going on in the industry. So I created um, Slick Talk. I was planning to play with that with my last name. I was like, my dad has blessed me with a great last name. I have to use it, right? And um, I, you know, it's like Slick Talk is is cool, but there's tons of Slick Talks. And I added the hospitality podcast. So that way one SEO. So when you type in hospitality, it will most likely pop up and just kind of understand that when people click on the show, they know what they're about to enter into, which is hospitality. And uh, I was just playing with it. I just, I had no idea what I wanted to do. In the beginning, I had no idea if I wanted to do interviews or if I wanted to create, you know, top five uh, hotel tips and tricks to get your guests to leave a five-star review. That stuff just wasn't me. I sat down pen and paper. Granted, I did it every day at work, but I just did not know how to like put a microphone in front of my face and and talk about it. So uh, eventually, uh, my first guest, who's now my business partner, reached out and was like, hey, I'm a 20-year veteran in the hotel space and blah, 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 blah. I worked in with St. Regis and Marriott and I'll, traveled all the all over the world. And I was like, who the, wait a second. I'm, I've been in the industry for like three, three years. And this guy who's got 20 years wants to be on my show. And he said that he really liked this episode that he listened to, which I did not like that episode. I was like, I was just trying to figure it out. And um, long story short, it turned into that Joe Rogan interview conversation type uh, style that I really loved and felt like I was learning, but then also able to have a really good conversation that um, kept me inspired to continue to want to apply new things to my, my journey. And um, that's where it took off. So I've, I focus on the three segments, which I like to call hotels, restaurants, and vacation rentals. I feel like they all tie in really, really, really well together. And so those are the three types of interviews or guests I'll have on. And right now we have been this month publishing one episode every day of the week. Whoa. Uh, yeah. I've been swamped. I had so many requests come in. And so just doing one episode every day to get it all caught up and then go back to my normal schedule. But yeah, that's what you can expect when you get there. It's just really great conversation, really unique. Like you got some big name companies like Oracle and uh, for the hotel world. And then you got Breezeway and a bunch of other companies. Um, from the vacation rental world, but a lot of cool, we try to focus on a lot of cool, just individual, you know, people that maybe again, like the destination air awards don't get their story told much, um, mm-hmm. but really do cool things. So that's uh, kind of, yeah, I, I just rambled on the podcast, but uh, that's what it is. And that's what you can expect when you go to listen to it. 
Well, that's great. I mean, there are some great podcasts around. But when I when I started, it was I think it was just my voice in the wilderness, and there's a lot more in there now. And I think there's there's, there's something out there for everybody. You know, it's uh, there's just so many from those that are really focused on the property managers and and those that are focused on the Airbnb hosts. So you know, for sure, go to you know any any of these outlets and uh, iTunes, Spotify. And feed yeah. in hospitality, short-term rental, and you're going to come across a podcast that you will enjoy listening to. So, Will, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Just super. I'm so pleased we connected. And um, that that's really great information uh, on the Destination Air Awards. I nearly got it. I nearly got it. I know. It's like, it's such a mouthful, but I'm like, oh, I don't know what else. I Yeah, it's. It's good. It's yeah. I, I'm used to it. Everyone kind of has their struggle with it. <laughs> well, no doubt we will talk again. I hope to get we, we, we get to uh, meet in person one day. And uh, in the meantime, just good luck with recording every day. And good luck with uh, recreation rentals as well. That sounds excellent. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to finally meet you and talk with you. And of course, be on the podcast. And I can't wait to have you on my show. Um, and thank you so much. It's just been a it's been awesome. I'm all amped up. I don't even need coffee anymore. I can just kind of go the direction of eating that coffee. That was really insightful. Thank you so much, Will. It's it. You know, whenever I talk to somebody about property, I get this urge to go out and look for something, something new, something undiscovered that we can create a new destination out of. Always remember driving down I-20, I think it is, in Texas, and there's this law, the road goes on forever through the oil fields and coming across Midland and Odessa, places I'd never heard of before. And as I was driving through, as I always do, I just Googled Midland and on Wikipedia and just checked it out. And then I looked at uh, Airbnb and VRBO and, and saw how people were advertising their properties in this oil-rich area on the Permian Basin where I have to say, and I'm sorry if you live in Midland, there isn't a great deal going for it. But what does go for it is that there are thousands and thousands of workers on these oil fields who come and spend months and months there. And they live in RV parks. And if you drive down R20, you see there's just RV park after RV park. And there are all these permanent workers or who come down for five or six months at a time and then no doubt go home. But these guys have, guys and gals, I'm quite sure, have families. And the hosts and managers in Midland and in these, these outlying places know that they have an audience. They have an audience in the families that can come down and join their spouses, their sons. They can celebrate birthdays. They can celebrate anniversaries because they can go to a vacation rental and get everybody together. They don't have to go and try and find a a hotel or a motel near the RV park where their significant other is staying. So so that I found that quite fascinating that it doesn't matter where you are there is an audience for that area. There is an audience to create a destination. 
So uh, I really enjoyed that. And I, the, yeah, it's sort of got my creative juices going again. So I just want to draw your attention to the virtual vendor showcase on vacationrentalformula.com. You'll find a link to that on the show notes. I answered a question on a Facebook group this morning about linen supplies. And somebody said, you know, where do we get the linen supplies from? And I talked recently to Lynn Arbuthnot of VR Supplies and one of her clients. Now, VR Supplies is located in Canada and Lynn wants to get the message across that that the border is no real boundary to buying just great hotel quality linens at a really, really good price and having them shipped across the border because she does all that for you. So check out the virtual vendor showcase and VR supplies, and you'll see the video that I did with Lynn and Tisha, who is one of her clients in the US. So if you're on the fence a little bit about buying anything from Canada, don't be. Go check that out. Check out Tisha. She's obviously very, very happy with VR supplies. And certainly all my clients up here in Canada who buying buying from them are more than happy. Other recent companies joining the Virtual Vendor Showcase, of course, is Zivu. You heard from Naeem Anis Payman last week when he was he was talking about what it's like to be developing a property management system. But definitely go to Virtual Vendor Showcase and you can check out the video of me talking to uh, Naeem and one of his best clients. And then thirdly, I wanted to focus on Jody Bourne who is an amazing website builder and marketing consultant. She is my go-to person for branding and marketing, helping me out on a number of different projects at the moment. So if you need some help, definitely head on over to see what Jodie and her client are talking about uh, on the video on the Virtual Vendor Showcase. And there's plenty of others too. If you're a supplier, you'd like to advertise on the Virtual Vendor Showcase, please let us know. We would love to talk to you about it because, uh, you know, we do mention all our suppliers regularly on the podcast. So you get a lot of promotion out of this. Well, that's it for another week. I am looking for women in this industry. I've been following the Facebook group. In fact, I'm an admin of the Facebook group Vacation Rental Women, which was launched by Amy Hynote. And it's sort of in conjunction with the Vacation Rental Women's Summit, which is in New Orleans in December. And as part of the build up to that, I want to interview 10 women in this industry, 10 women who've got a story to tell. So if you think that's you, or if you know somebody you'd like to hear from, please let me know, heather at vacationrentalformula.com, and I'll be in touch with you. So thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Always a pleasure. And we will sign off with a quick message from our sponsor at Beyond Pricing. Thanks again for listening to this episode brought to you by Beyond Pricing. For more information and to connect with the Beyond Pricing team, visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash beyond hyphen pricing or simply click the link in the description section of this episode on your smart device. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.